listening to Theater of the Beat. I'm your host, Kimberly Walker. Welcome to episode two of the Unmute podcast, which begins our talkback second act. This is our chance to take a closer look at many of the scenes in the play. There may have been moments that bothered you where you wish the characters had done something different. Us too. Today we'll have guests from Women's Crisis Services join us in a conversation about moments where the characters might have acted differently for a different ending. Just a note that if you haven't already listened to the full audio drama, things will make more sense if you go back and start there. Episode one of this podcast is the place to find the full original version of the play. We're so glad that you're here on the podcast with us. For those who might not know who you are, Trish and Jenna, would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got connected to this project? For sure. So my name is Trish Sabrin. I work with Women's Crisis Services of Waterloo Region. So I manage the outreach program um, with Women's Crisis Services, but I also co-chair DART, which is the Domestic Assault Review Team. It's a group of agencies within our region who really work together towards ending domestic abuse. And so part of that group, DART, was to fund a project um, like Unmute. So that is how I got involved with this project, and we're really excited to be here. Thanks, Trish. And Jenna, you also work for the same agency, is that right? Yep. So I'm the Communications and Fund Development Manager at Women's Crisis Services. So I work with Trish, and I kind of got pulled into this project from a different angle, actually. So uh, since I'm the Communications Manager, I actually also am the host of our podcast that we have here. So it's the She Is Your Neighbor podcast, and it's all about domestic violence and uh, the fact that domestic violence can be happening to anyone, can be your neighbor. It's not just a certain type of person domestic violence happens to. And because of that connection and the communications angle, I kind of joined in as well. And I'm excited to be a part of this. Trish, Jenna, so you've listened to the podcast. And I'm curious just about any first impressions you might have had, um, how that experience was for you. Yeah, wow, that was really powerful, really intense at the end there. There's a lot to discuss, I think, about this. Um, Hard to give like an eloquent overall impression except for wow. Yeah, I thought it was very impactful. Uh, It's really interesting listening through all the different scenes and all the different people's perspectives and, you know, all the different times people could have possibly chimed in or said a bit more or maybe reacted a bit differently. It was interesting to kind of think about because there was definitely a lot of a lot of issues throughout that whole entire thing. And uh, yeah, (laughs) a lot to talk about. That's true, Jenna. That resonates with me, too, that there were lots of moments when it felt like a missed opportunity, like a character maybe could have helped, but for whatever reason didn't. Um, And that's a bit frustrating to listen to. And hopefully it frustrates us enough that it motivates us to, to think about what could have been different and talk about what could have been different. And so that's what we get to do now is kind of pick apart each scene and give the actors suggestions about what, what they might have done to make a better outcome. So if we were in their shoes and we had the chance, uh, if we had a do-over button for them, what would they, what would we want them to do? 
I also just want to pipe in and say, I think it's totally normal, though, a lot of these reactions that people had, not trying to blame anyone for how they responded, because I think those are totally normal reactions. But it is interesting to think about once you know um, a bit more about domestic violence and have some ideas of different ways you could react, uh, kind of keeping those in your mind all the time when you talk to someone or you, you hear something that might be a bit off. Yeah. That's a good point, Jenna, because I think a lot of the time people don't speak up for lots of reasons. Like maybe they're not sure if it's their place or they don't want to feel awkward or they don't want to make things worse. Like they might legitimately not know what to do. But now that we do know a little bit more and we're learning together, hopefully we can step in if we see this kind of thing happening. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the beauty of this project is that it's a totally safe way to step in and try to inter, maybe not necessarily intervene, but do something, say something, try it out in a safe way where you don't have to worry about making it worse or doing something you shouldn't be doing. It's a safe way to try some things out. Yeah. The style of theater where you get to rework scenes is based on a style called forum theater. And how they describe that style is that it can be a rehearsal for reality so that, yeah, we're all better at something when we have a couple tries at it. And so this gives us that chance. Now we're going to look at some of the scenes and see what could characters have done differently? Does it have to end the way it did? Is there is there a different possible ending that we could see of each scene? So I'll just start off by recapping scene one. You'll remember the scene opens um, with Dawn. She's trying to video call her friend Barb. She wants to chat. Scott, her husband, is out for a run and the two women catch up. But we notice as an audience that Dawn seems pretty stressed and worn out. It looks like she's about to tell Barb something. And, and through listening to the whole play, we know that she's actually kind of debating whether or not she should tell her friends about the conflict in her relationship. But for whatever reason, the conversation doesn't really go in that direction. Barb does notice that Dawn's hand is injured, but we don't have much follow up there either. The scene ends because Dawn has to leave abruptly. She's really worried that she doesn't have the groceries she needs to make dinner for Scott. And she's worried that he'll be upset with her about this. So thinking back to that first scene in the play, to what Barb did or didn't do in the scene, I'm curious, Trish and Jenna, do you have any suggestions for her? Is there anything she could have done differently? Yeah, I think that it was pretty obvious that Dawn was trying to get something across to her friend Barb and Barb was pretty distracted kind of talking about other things not really picking up on some of Dawn's cues so just in general I think that Barb could be paying a little bit closer attention being listening a little bit better. Okay, thanks for that suggestion. So now what we'll do is we'll have the actors just try that. So um, our actor playing Barb will kind of kind of incorporate your suggestion Trish. We will see how the scene plays out this time. Are you two planning on going to your parents for the holidays this year? Take some time away? I don't think that Scott would be up to it. Why? He's not that big on my family. Really? I thought he loved your parents. Well, things change sometimes. Well, we need our family more than ever these days. Let me talk to him. I'll set him straight. Is he around right now? No, he went out for a run. He actually should be coming home soon. And, um, Barb? Yeah, Dee? I, um... Whoa, what happened to your hand? Oh, this, um, nothing really. I was making dinner for Scott and he bumped the pot and I guess I spilled some water while I was trying to strain spaghetti. It was really stupid of me. Oh no, 
I remember this one time I burnt my hand so bad on a burner. Ugh, the scab took weeks to heal. Have you seen a doctor? I don't have time. Really, it's nothing. It doesn't feel that important. Mm, I hear you. Maybe try tea tree oil? I'll look into that. It actually, um... I actually wanted to talk to you about something quickly. What's up, Dee? Well, I, uh... I think... Yeah? Scott and I... We aren't doing so great. Oh no. What do you mean? Well, I don't want to say too much. He w he'll be home from his run soon. Okay. I'm here to listen as long as you want to talk. I don't know what my problem is, but I always seem to set him off. Always seem to make him so angry. And then he feels really bad afterwards. And we make up, and it's wonderful. And I love him so much. But other times, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. And I'm terrified to set him off. Oh, jeez, that sounds so stressful. Yeah, it's been really hard. Like, he gets so upset. Even about little things like the timing of dinner. Oh, no, dinner! I forgot the peppers! Scott is gonna kill me. I have to go. Okay, but let's connect later, alright? I want to help you if there's anything I can do to ease your stress. I care about you. And I'm here for you, okay, Don? Hmm, interesting point that Don had the chance to share about the abuse but did not. Don, would you be willing to share what was happening from your perspective? What was different about the two scenes? Well, in both scenes, I was feeling stressed and overwhelmed and confused. But in the second version, I felt more listened to, and I realized that Barb might be someone that I could tell about what was really going on. I think if we had more time together, I could have told her more. It was just that I had to go get groceries to make Scott dinner, so the timing was tight. Because I feel kind of ashamed of what is happening in my home, because I think that it's my fault, it might take me a while to open up to my friend about it, but at least in this version, I felt like I could when I was ready. Since Barb said that she cared, I might try to connect with her again and share more of my story. Thanks for sharing that. I'm curious, how is this scene different from Barb's perspective? Well, because I listened better and asked follow-up questions, my friend told me that she was having trouble in her relationship. As Barb, I still don't know how bad things are, and I don't know that my friend is experiencing domestic violence. But now I know that she is struggling, and so maybe I'll try and keep checking in. Okay, thank you. All right. So, I mean, that to me, that scene did seem like an improvement. One of the neat things about this style of theater is that we get to see many possible options of what could happen. And the thing is, it's not that there's necessarily a right answer. Um, sometimes there's many right answers or many better possibilities. So one strategy is being a better listener. And I'm curious, is there anything else that Barb could have done in the scene to, to help her friend out? I agree with Trish. I think that obviously Barb wasn't being the greatest listener. I think she was also kind of assuming a lot of things. Um, I noticed that she kept suggesting things that could have happened and kind of making excuses and putting her own ideas in there rather than just straight out asking what happened, especially with the burn incident. She kind of thought, oh, I, I know I hate when that happens and 
moved on talking about herself where I felt she could have dug a little deeper there and, you know, asked some more questions about her friend and tried to get at what happened there. Okay, thanks, Jenna. So we'll see the scene again then, and we'll ask the person playing the character of Barb if she could try asking a little bit more directly about the injury. Is that what you're hoping for? Yeah, I think that would be better. Okay, let's try that. Are you two planning on going to your parents for the holidays this year? Take some time away? I don't think that Scott would be up to it. Why? He's not that big on my family. Really? I thought he loved your parents. Well, things change sometimes. Well, we need our family more than ever these days. Let me talk to him. I'll set him straight. Is he around right now? No, he went out for a run. He actually should be coming home soon. And, um, Barb? Yeah, Dee? I, um... Whoa, what happened to your hand? Oh, this, uh... Nothing, really. I was making dinner for Scott, and I guess he bumped the pot. And I guess I spilled some water while I was trying to strain spaghetti. It was really stupid of me. Oh no, that looks really bad. What do you mean you guess you bumped the pot? Uh, um, well... It, it just seems like a strange way to get hurt. Yeah. Just a freak accident, I guess. What really happened, Dawn? What? Um, well, I was making spaghetti, and the boiling water... I upset Scott. He thinks I'm cheating on him. And, um... Okay, sometimes when Scott gets really mad, he can't control himself, and he blows up and does things he feels really bad about later. Okay, so... Scott meant to bump the hot water onto your hand? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess he didn't mean not to. He was yelling and pretty upset. But afterwards, he felt terrible. And he was so remorseful and sweet. And things were really good for a while. But I'm worried I'm going to set him off again. Yes, so in this scene, this time, we have a disclosure of abuse. In the first version of the play, it took quite a bit longer for the characters to get to that point. But by being really direct and asking questions, the disclosure came much sooner, which means that the character of Dawn can hopefully get some help sooner. How did that scene feel different for you, Dawn? Well, I was a little startled that my friend knew something was up. I thought I'd been hiding what was going on really well. I almost denied it again because I felt ashamed. And I felt like I needed to protect Scott's reputation. I think if it had been someone else asking, maybe a friend I didn't know really well, I would have lied for sure and not mentioned Scott's part in the burn incident. So it sounds like sometimes asking directly about an injury might cause someone to open up. And sometimes for reasons of their own, a victim of abuse might decide to cover up or lie about the cause of an injury. Another thing to consider here is that there might be a little bit of magic happening here. It might not be quite realistic because in the original version, Barb didn't have any reason to be suspicious and ask those pointed questions about Dawn's burn. However, maybe if we were to combine the two interventions, the idea of good listening, that might lead to her having a reason to ask. That's true. 
Maybe if I had really been listening, I would have picked up on some clues that would have led me to be suspicious about the burn, and then I could have asked Don directly. And obviously, there's no perfect solution to a situation like this. Life is complicated. However, it seems like listening and asking compassionate, non-judgmental questions is getting our characters closer to the kind of ending we'd all like to see. We invite you to look closely at the titles of the next couple of episodes if you'd like to pick and choose which scenes of the podcast you want to dive deeper into. Of course, another option is to listen to all the potential scene endings and discussions by just letting the podcast feed play out in order. Right. Well, that concludes this episode of the Unmute podcast. I'd like to thank Trish and Jenna from Women's Crisis Services of Waterloo Region for being here to share their insight with us. Thanks also to the actors in this scene, Lindsay Middleton and Frances Loisel, for playing out that alternative ending for us. Tune in to the next episode to keep following this important conversation or find out more at theaterofthebeat.ca.